When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. To the Calgary Stampeder. Pulled Bo Levi Saturday in Toronto and came back to one. So what's the buzz in Cowtown as we open a brand new week with their football team? I, you know, I think people read into these things too much. As you know, you were a goalie. Goalies get pulled uh, at any point. When a goalie gets pulled in hockey, the whole team gets a lift. When a quarterback gets pulled in football, the whole team dies. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, it is, and welcome to what's going to be a fantastic second hour of the RP Show, everybody. If you're watching on Game Plus Television, thank you. Come on in, sit down, kick your shoes off, make yourself at home. There is no more interactive show on television or streaming than the RP Show right now, and we've really incorporated a lot of our viewers. And uh, to continue that, we bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont, who joins us from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And Moose, I will inform you whether uh, you were paying attention since you left the show. We've got a lot of Toronto viewers today, and I'm interested to get your take on what they said. Are you up to speed on the topics of the day since you left us uh, after the second segment? Yeah, I think so for the most part. A little in and out in the last uh, couple of minutes, but no, I'm ready to roll. Let's go. Okay. Well, the the reason being, uh, well, a couple things here. There, I should preface this by saying, coming up later on in hour two, Jim Lang will be with us, Canada's foremost expert on the National Football League. Although I might be giving Jimmy a run for his money, starting our first full season covering the National Football League this year, and I'm so darn excited. My social media timelines are absolutely packed with NFL commentary, coverage, and analysis. I, I assume yours are too, uh, Darren. Frank Amaranti in Chicago, uh, Pittsburgh writing in, or writing on Twitter, he says, Chase Claypool is the definition of a post-hype sleeper. Last year, he was being compared to DK Metcalf. Now, he's an afterthought, overlooked in favor of George Pickens. Chase Claypool being used as the big slot in Pittsburgh would be worth targeting in your leagues. Are you, like, I'm getting this stuff pumped into my cranium 24-7. Are you? Oh, yeah. Everywhere you look. And, you know, it's something I was thinking about over the last, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Back to the Jerry Jones conversation and being atop the Forbes list. One thing about Jerry Jones and what's made him so interesting is that, you know, he doesn't, he's not scared of the media. He's not scared of the cameras. He welcomes it. You know, and it helps his team rise to the occasion, you know, whether it's documentaries, hard knocks, um, the one on Amazon Prime. He just says, hey, bring the cameras in and we'll give you all the access because we want the Cowboys everywhere. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, come on in. We'll introduce you to our coaches and our players and 
have as much info as you can and spread the good word about the Cowboys on on uh, on Sunday football uh, night in America. So or the football's can or America's game of the week. So um, yeah. that's what's great about it. And the NFL on the social media streams, you're getting it everywhere. Not scared of the media. And I love that. Yeah, and that's just a bit of an offshoot. I'm just saying from what we were talking about, but I'm like, it's just, it's, they're everywhere. The NFL is everywhere, and how they've done it is quite an interesting story. But what I wanted your opinion on, and this came up near the end of hour one, well, it was Mike Richards from Saga 960 Radio, the Canadian radio icon, TSN Radio, Sportsnet Radio, uh, is on his resume, and he said that the Leafs are a fragile team. I just asked him for a quick outlook on the Leafs going into the season. And he said they're a fragile team. And then these Toronto viewers have kind of jumped on, and I'm not on that train, and I'm not sure whether they're actual Leaf fans or not. I don't know. Let's hear from you, Toronto. 902-518-3033. And then another viewer, Ryan in Toronto, said, well, that's a good point and a good discussion. What are other fragile teams? And, Darren, we could spend easily this whole segment talking about that. I will say this. One of the teams I follow the closest is, of course, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I would say that they're very fragile, especially when your starting quarterback comes out and addresses the media yesterday and says that his confidence is struggling. I love Cody Fajardo to death. And I love his honesty. But if that's what your leader is saying, what does it do to the other 43 guys in the locker room? So, back on point, your take on the Leafs entering this season as training camp opens in a couple of weeks. It's a fragile group because, look, the expectations are always so high. And the Leafs are one of the, the most valuable franchises and most popular franchises in sports. We know this, and we don't argue that, but the expectations are there and the results aren't. And so you are fragile because you're scared to make a mistake. So there's no resilience, you know. And with teams that win championships, there's a lot of resilience, you know. They're not scared to make mistakes because they know when they make mistakes, they can recover and they can make up for it. And, you know, the Leafs have never been able to do that. They go up 3-1 in a series to Montreal, make a mistake, and they don't recover, right? They go up in series and in games, and when they make a mistake, they don't recover. And you look at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, it's a little bit similar. The expectations are so high. They're such the you know most popular and successful franchise across the league. Well, we know that's changing a little bit. They haven't had the success since 2013, right? It's almost a decade. Huh. Like we're, we're moving into like, it's almost a decade. So you're scared to make one misstep because this is a big opportunity. Great cup at home and almost scared to make a mistake because you haven't shown that resilience. So that's kind of where Leaf fans are at. And I think Ryder fans too. Well, it's interesting you say that. So to our viewers, um, Darren in Salt Lake City, Utah, watching, he says, I assume by fragile, it means a team that should contend for a title, but just can't get over the hump. Sorry, Rod, Cowboys, the most fragile team in the NFL. You don't need to apologize to me, but if, if you were watching off the start of the show, it was our point 1B, the Cowboys valued at $8 billion, the most valued franchise in the NFL. That means nothing to me. I'm not sitting there bragging about it. Jera can brag about that. I own the most valued team in the NFL. It might have been that before Jerry even bought it in 1988. I'm not sure. That's not something to necessarily brag about. The Leafs are, I think, the third most valued team in the NHL behind the Rangers and Habs. Um, and we can jump around all over the place here if we want. It's interesting. I mentioned last hour, my I call them coaches, but they're more advisors. I talked about my 
Florida community of friends that I've made over the last year. And when I'm introduced to somebody down here, Darren, you, you got to come sometime. You got to make it. But they always say, this is Rod. He was the voice of the CFL's Dallas Cowboys for 20 years. And people, ooh. You know, that's their take of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But although the Rough Riders haven't been in a championship for a decade, as you said, they're not the Dallas Cowboys either. Their financials don't reflect that. But back on point to the fragile team thing. Think about it, what your definition of fragile is. I would say fragility or being fragile is the opposite of confident. And I've been with confident teams and I've been with fragile teams. And confident teams overcome obstacles. A confidence in life. I remember Wally Buono saying once, I quote Wally all the time, said football is a game all about confidence. And it is. And I would say most sports are all about confidence. Life is about confidence. If you don't believe you can do something, I'll guarantee that you can't. And I think that's the definition here. If the Leafs are fragile, that means they're not confident. What is your definition of fragile when it comes to a sports team or even just a psyche in life? That's, that's a great definition. You know, it's just a lack of confidence. And, you know, that, that failure or that fear of doubt is just keeps creeping in. Right. And that voice in the back of your head, just you, that self-talk, right. Oh, here we go again. You know, your team gives up a goal and it's like, Oh, we're going to lose the game. Your team gives up one big play. Oh, it's not our day. We're going to lose. Right. Confident teams. Look at Tom Brady in the Super Bowl against Atlanta. Right. They were down. What was it, 28 to 3 or 27 to 3 um, in that game? 28 to 3 at halftime. Yeah. And wasn't rattled because you know when you're confident and you're you're resilient, you can still come back and win the game. So, yeah, a fragile team lacks the confidence and is full of self doubt. And those are are some toxic things that you got to try and get rid of. So, I mean, the gentleman in Salt Lake City with his own definition of what fragile means. This is ours. Um, Elam, watching on YouTube, says, four guys making more than $40 million against the cap doesn't work. Spoken as a Leaf fan. Um, Wayne in BC says, I can just hope that the Riders get their confidence back once they get most of their injured players back. Well, by then, it might be too late. And that's why I say with Cody, um, I love him. And I love his honesty, but in that interview, you would think by Monday that your confidence might be back after being pulled Friday night. So, again, I admire his honesty in saying that his confidence is shook, but it doesn't inspire confidence amongst your teammates. You've watched, have you watched all nine episodes of the Tom Brady documentary, Man in the Arena now? Have you, have you finished it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, did Tom Brady not at halftime? go up and down his bench in that Super Bowl against Atlanta and say, we're coming back and winning this. They were down 28 to three. Yeah. That, that is what inspires you as a player looking at a leader. Because uh, I've worked for a lot of great leaders and I've worked for some really crappy leaders too. So I've seen both sides of the coin. But in the best is obviously Jim Hobson, the Hall of Fame president of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who was like, this is what we're doing, and this is how we're doing it. Who's with me? And we're all like, ah. I remember you've heard me say the story. <laughs> I basically had a desk 
at Taylor Field back in the day when Hobson was the president. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Jim would stand there, and I'll never forget, he would lean in the doorway, and he would just tap the frame of the doorway, and he'd go, Roddy, we want the best people in all positions working for our franchise, and we believe you're the best in your position. That's why we have you. Then he'd turn and walk away. Same thing. Ah, I want to go through a wall for this guy. And so that's the definition of a great leader, and I won't speak about the crappy ones that I've worked for, I think we all know who they are. Um, Jack in Calgary writes in and says, Rod, well, from uh, Vulcan, Alberta, he says, there are a few starting quarterbacks in the CFL struggling at this moment. They need a strong, uplifting support group to keep their spirits up. If they don't have that support, it's hard to be confident. And as you said, leaders need to inspire confidence. I think that's why you see some winning organizations and why you see some losing organizations. And I've said one million times, it starts at the top. At soon, sooner or later, people are going to start listening to me. Um, that's the thing. With Cody, I sit there and go, man, I hope he's working with a mental coach. He could use a mental coach. Anybody that's struggling right now in life could benefit from advisors like I have. We're thriving, Moose, as you know. Um, Oh, we are asking viewers about their best food-involved sporting moments based on what that happened at Yankee Stadium last night. <laughs> Did you hear that the one about the hot dog? The hot dog and yeah. the beer, yeah. It's all over the TV networks today, which I said, by the way, Moose, clearly you said you were watching an American TV today. I don't know how, and I won't ask how. Okay, that's our little secret. But all day long... There's, you can't swing a cat in a bag without hitting a sports channel here in America, and they got daytime sports programming. And until we came along on Game Plus TV, there wasn't one. There wasn't one in Canada. You're going to tell me there's not room for one daytime sports talk show in Canada? And we're filling it very well. So, Ryan Marushak, you know Shaq. He's watching in Saskatoon on Game Plus television, and he writes in and he says, when Prince Fielder missed a foul ball, and took a nacho from a fan as he went back to first, play, uh, first base was another good one. Keep up the great show, Rod. Just off the top of my head, I thought of a few episodes of fan-involved sports, food-involved sports moments. Did you think of any? I'm trying. I mean, I always love the, uh, you know, the cup stuff, you know, when they, I mean, the beer snakes and stuff, but I always like in baseball. It's not food, but... Um, when they stack the cups or they stack the food items on top of somebody's head in the dugout when he's having a little snooze in the fifth inning. Those are always pretty funny. <laughs> Big fan of that. Um, uh, or the baseball, that, the classic, when he catches the, 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 the ball in his cup of beer, that one's pretty good. There's a few. I just like to go to games and keep my hands to myself and enjoy what's going on in the field. But I know as the... Do you believe in the adage, you pay your money, you can do whatever you want? Because that's what a lot of people think. No, I don't. I don't at all. I mean, you still have to adhere to some sort of code of conduct. It's not like you bought the ballpark and the team and the police department. You don't don't own them all. You just bought a $12 ticket to sit in a seat. I agree. Um Todd Pinkney says, what about the drunk guy at the baseball game that was pouring bags and bags of popcorn all over his face? Remember that one? 
Uh, yeah. Jason in Red Deer says, the foul baseball hitting a lady's popcorn and making it explode everywhere. <laughs> it's always baseball. <laughs> Why yeah. is that? It seems to always be baseball, except for uh, T.O. Um, Benjamin. Because baseball is four and a half hours, and you've got to have like three meals throughout the game. Good point. Benjamin in the YouTube says, what would you think of the Riders picking up Bo Levi Mitchell from the Stampeders and maybe got rid of Cody? Benjamin, I would say go back and read my Sunday column at rodpeterson.com. Ten weekend things. I addressed it there. Riders aren't trading for Bo Levi Mitchell because if you were the Calgary Stampeders, why would you help out a division foe when you got a chance to see them circle the drain? I'll get to more of the viewer questions uh, later on. Moose, thanks for this, man. Uh, appreciate you. You bet. Same here. Get your NFL questions in because Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Clubber Lang, joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, available all across Ontario on Kojiko and Rogers Cable. We're also available on YouTube Live and 24 Hour Sports Radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Always a special treat when we get to talk NFL preseason and NFL overall as we welcome our good friend Jim Lang from Southern Ontario, Canada's foremost expert on the National Football League. And Jimbo, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you accommodating us. I wanted a little more time than normal to talk. Okay. You're looking good. You're down some weight. What do you, what do, what do you got going out, out there in York, Ontario? I, I got a puppy that keeps me busy. Uh, trying to stay healthy. Uh, you know, it's been a tough last couple of years and just trying to live my life. But if I may, a quick food sports story, uh, John Garrett, who we all know is one of the great storytellers of all time, one of the great guys in the NHL, he actually played an NHL game with a hot dog in his pad. They were in the Colisee and he had a hot dog wrapped in like the tinfoil you would get from the vendor. He put it inside his pad sitting down, he was going to eat it. Dan Bouchard leaves the game. He's got to go in the game. He tries to reach down to grab the hot dog. He can't. He played the game with the hot dog inside his pads. If you Google John Garrett hot dog story, it's one of the best food sports stories ever. Oh, <laughs> sounds like a book. Sounds like your next <laughs> book, Jim. Hey, um, I've invited our viewers to write in with their NFL questions for you, and there okay. are a ton, and I'll get to those. But you re responded to our tweet promoing your appearance by uh, mentioning the Saints to expect big things out of the New Orleans Saints. And I just wonder what's got you thinking that as we are on the eave of a new NFL season. No, I meant the, the Bengals. Um, they so? Okay, who, all right. Yeah, no, that, I just want to clarify. Who dad is the Saints? Who day is the Bengals? So that's the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals, I, I, I think they carry over with Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and getting the offensive line addressed in the offseason right away and having the camp and they just signed that great safety Bates. I, the Bengals have got so much going for them in a division that's in so much flux with the Steelers. They haven't even decided their quarterback yet. Mike Thomas says between the rookie Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, you've got no Deshaun Watson in Cleveland to December the 4th, week 13, and the Ravens will give them a run for the money, but I I really think the Bengals are going to 
that carry on from their momentum at the end of last season of the postseason. And I expect big things from the Cincinnati Bengals and the AFC. I'm going to turn it over to some of the viewers already. Rich in Edmonton says, Jim, can I finally believe all the hype that the Raiders will not only compete in the AFC, but are a legit contender? Yeah, I, I believe the hype. I mean, okay, they're good, but think about the division now. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett in Denver and bringing in Russell Wilson. And I think Russell Wilson's on a serious mission with the Broncos. And he's got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. He's got some weapons. So Russell Wilson is I, I, like obsessed with trying to prove to everyone that what happened in the end in Seattle isn't the Russell Wilson that we know and doing something special. The Chargers and Justin Herbert are going to be good again. Then you have the Chiefs. With Patrick Mahomes, like as good as I, I think the Raiders are with Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr, and I do think they're good. They are in a crushingly tough division, maybe the toughest division in the AFC, maybe in the NFL right now. So now you have to think if you're the Raiders, you don't have a margin for error, and then you're playing for a wild card because the division, I mean, I think what, 12 games, 12 and five minimum to win that division, maybe 13. And that's asking a lot. So I like the Raiders, a playoff caliber team without question. But my goodness, I mean, that division is so tough and so stacked and so loaded at quarterback with all four teams with amazing quarterbacks to work with. That's what makes it tough for the Raiders. Yeah, it's amazing when you talk about the AFC and the West and the North. But look, with the AFC East, you reside in Southern Ontario. All I'm hearing out of there. And by the way, Mike Richards says hi. He was on with us last hour and says he loves you. Um, is Bills, Bills, Bills. Does it not run through wow. Buffalo to win the AFC? I, I, I think it should, um, but it's the Buffalo Bills, and I don't think there's any sure things, Rod, with the Buffalo Bills, because they find interesting ways to lose games, like we saw last year in the postseason. But w- without question, the Buffalo Bills, like this is, this is their year. This is their opportunity to finally, once and for all, to get back to Super Bowl glory. Uh, they've got everything going their way. Uh, I, I think it, it's, there's a lot of improved teams in the AFC East. Uh, the Patriots with Bill Belichick and Mac Jones are going to be better. Uh, I think the Jets are improving. I, I'd, I really want to see what Mike McDaniel, the former assistant coach from San Francisco, does in Miami. But this is all put together for Josh Allen and his coach, and Sean McDermott, and the Buffalo Bills and everything. It, I mean, barring catastrophic injuries, key positions. There's no reason why the Bills aren't in the AFC Championship game at the end of the postseason with the Final Four going to the Super Bowl. They're, they're that good, and it's this is all on them now. They If they don't make it, they have no one to blame but themselves because, I mean, they've, they've been working towards this for years. They talked about trust the process, um, not the same old Bills, rebuilding the team from the foundation up. They've done that, and now it's time to put it all together and beat the teams like the Bengals and like the Chiefs and prove to everyone they can get it done, hang with the big boys, and go to the Super Bowl again. I um, pray or ask our viewers to be patient. There are so many questions. They've come alive, Jim, which they always do when we talk NFL. Um, So I'll try to get to them all. all. Ryan, well, as much as we have time for, Ryan in Saratoga, New York, says, question for Mr. Lang. Is there any realistic improvement for the New York Jets? And if so, how many more games do they win in 2022? Zach Wilson staying healthy. I I, I mean, I I like Robert Saleh. I mean, I I think we saw some glimpses last night in the preseason. They were down early, came back. It's preseason. 
but you know, the coaching staff is trying to build a culture of winning and culture of it's because we're down. We still have time. We can win a game. Uh, there is improvement there. Um, are they a seven, six, seven win team? Possibly. They're not there yet, but keep building on what they have. Keep working towards it. Have some patience with the GM and ownership, better drafts, better free agency signings. And they're a couple of years out, but they're, they're definitely on the right path. I think they've got the, the, the right coaching staff, the right quarterback and building towards something special. But again, you're in the same division as the Patriots and the Dolphins and the Bills. And so that's six brutally tough games for the Jets. I mean, so if you're the Jets and you go two and four against you know, the other three teams in the division this year, that's pretty good because of how good those teams are. But I like the, the direction the Jets are on, but they're, they're definitely not there yet. I'm uh, trying to go in order here. Um, Jennifer says, even with the addition of Devontae, I don't think Derek Carr is consistent enough to get it done. Can I segue off that and say Devontae's not in Green Bay anymore? What about the people that say Aaron Rodgers was only made to look good by the people around him, including Devontae Adams? Does, does Aaron have anything left to prove despite one of his top receivers being gone? Oh, I think he does, Rod. And he, he's actually been, if you read between the lines, so he took a few shots at management in the, in the preseason and training camp. He was really complaining about the quality of play from the young quarterbacks in training camp, not running precise routes, dropping too many passes, not reading the play right. So what happens is they lose Devontae Adams in the offseason, maybe what, top two or three receivers in the entire league. They don't draft a receiver in the first two rounds of the draft. And Aaron Rodgers is sitting there like, thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. You know, and he's always been a little grouchy about the lack of support he's received. And then he loses Devontae Adams. So uh, there's going to be a lot of work. And you, you had mentioned leadership before I came on. And this is where Aaron Rodgers as a leader is going to have to be an extension of the coaching staff in Green Bay and coach up these receivers and bring them up to the level that he needs to succeed. Aaron Rodgers is still an elite quarterback. It's a, it's a winnable division in the NFC North for the Packers. There's no reason why they don't win the division and they're not back in the playoffs, but they don't, they, they, I mean, with Devontae Adams, you had a receiver that at any time he dropped back to pass and throw his direction, it's a touchdown. They don't have a receiver like that now in green Bay, but will they have one by the end of the season? Will Aaron Rodgers groom one of these young receivers and work with them and train them and teach them and lead them to the point that maybe just maybe they find some gold there. That's too early to tell. But, I mean, it's a big loss, Devontae Adams. I mean, this is, I mean, if you're Derek Carr, Devontae Adams will cover up a lot of mistakes for an NFL quarterback. You could throw on the wrong shoulder, and the highlight's going to go, wow, what a great catch. And in the film room, they're like, why did you throw it on that shoulder? It was supposed to go there. But Devontae Adams is such a good receiver and such a good athlete, he covers up a lot of mistakes. Now, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that luxury anymore. Not that he makes a lot Great of question. Yeah, of course. Great question from BW on YouTube. Says, my dream Super Bowl is Panthers versus Broncos. Any chance this year or next? Interesting point. I read an article today. Broncos pin hopes on Russell Wilson to lead them back to Super Bowl. And Carolina is going to Baker Mayfield. So two teams with decided changes at quarterback. Could it be enough to get into the dance, Jim? I'll start with Carolina. I, I totally agree with the Baker Mayfield decision for week one against, against his old team, the Browns. But the problem is Christian McCaffrey. I think he's played a total of 10 or 11 games in the last two seasons. 10 or 11 out of 33 games. 
He can't stay healthy. I mean, until Matt Rule and the coaching staff some find some sort of magic formula to keep McCaffrey healthy, there is there's no way that Carolina can survive the big boys of the NFC. He just can't, and no matter what Baker Mayfield does. Now, for Denver, I'm really, really excited and looking forward to seeing what Russell Wilson does in Denver with the Broncos. Again, it's a tough division. I don't know if they win the division because of the teams, but they have everything set up to be a wildcard team in the AFC. And, and Russell Wilson is, I mean, I remember when he was a rookie in Seattle and they had the really narrow playbook and they wouldn't let him do much and, oh, he's too short. No one talks about his height. No one talks about a, a constricted playbook anymore. He's a great quarterback and a great athlete and a great leader. So uh, I'm not saying that the Broncos could do it, but if they did go all the way, I don't think people should be too surprised because of Russell Wilson. Give the man some credit because he's a quarterback of amazing pedigree, and he really, really is on a mission this year. Jeff in Winnipeg says, if Cliff Kingsbury can't get it done this year on Arizona, is he done? Ooh, that's a great question because they just signed <laughs> their franchise quarterback to franchise money. Now, if you're the ownership and you're management and you've signed Kyler Murray to like big, big money for long-term, who's got the better staying power and the better job security, Kingsbury or Kyler Murray? It's Kyler Murray. He's, he's not going anywhere in the Valley of the Sun for the next six or seven years. So absolutely, Cliff Kingsbury has got a, an immense amount of pressure on him against a lot of great teams, including in his own division, the Super Bowl champion Rams. He's got a way to solve the Rams in the postseason and, and then, then worry about, you know, how good are the Cowboys going to be this year? How about the Buccaneers? How about the Packers? I mean, Arizona has a lot of things standing in their way of being a Super Bowl team. They get to the NFC Championship game. They get to the Super Bowl no matter what happens. Cliff Kingsbury, I think, is okay, but they flame out. They go one and done. I could totally see him losing a job. Shh, my dog. They'll be going. They'll be going to the dogs. Well, uh, segue <laughs> off that is was giving Connor Murray the second most money, I believe, in the NFL for sure at the quarterback position. A good decision. It's it's you know I right now I I I think it's a good decision, Rod. Um, but he's got to prove himself. He's got to have a Joe Burrow kind of year. He's got to have four thousand plus yards. Go see your sweetie. Sorry. 4,000 plus yards. He's got to lead the team deep in the playoffs to justify the money. It doesn't matter how much money you pay a certain quarterback, but if, if they become a pro bowl, all-star go deep in the playoffs and make you a contending team, then it's all justified. But so now it's up to Kingsbury and it's up to Kyler Murray to prove that they are, should be the head coach and deserving all that money. So Again, this is Kyler Murray. He had some complaints in the offseason, at the beginning of this offseason, if you remember, about his contract, about his status in Arizona. So, okay, he's got the money now. So now it's time for him not just to prove to people in Arizona, but to prove around the NFL he is deserving of that money. Whether that happens, I don't know, because that division is so tough in the NFC, is so tough that there's nothing easy for the Cardinals. And they have to find a way to keep their key players healthy as well. Viewer Todd wants to know who your top three fantasy quarterbacks are in the NFL. Do you dabble in the fantasy game, Jim? I do. I do. Uh, I would go, hmm. Hmm. I definitely go Patrick Mahomes. I would go Lamar Jackson because he runs so much. And uh, I'm going to probably, uh, I'm not going to go Tom Brady, but I go Aaron Rodgers. Now, talking to fantasy. If I have number one pick, I'm going for Jonathan Taylor, the running back 
for the Colts because I think the Colts and Jonathan Taylor, they are going to give him the ball so much. He is going to have so many offensive touches. And this reminds me of Denver in the late 90s where they had added Matt Ryan to the Colts offense, not to win the game, but to manage the game and not screw up the game and make sure Jonathan Taylor has the offensive touches that he needs. It's uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to have a monster fantasy season for anyone who gets him in a fantasy football draft. Um, one more. We've got about a minute. Randy in Winnipeg says, my dream Super Bowl is the Chargers and anyone else. LOL. Um, hope for the LA Chargers this year? How much hope? Uh, again, they're in that tough division. What do you think? Justin Herbert is a legit MVP candidate. He's, he's, he's really, really, really good. Um, but it's that division. I mean, if they, if they find a way to somehow get by the big guys in the division and go deep in the postseason, fine. But a lot of things have to go right. But Justin Herbert uh, is going to be heard from a lot. And the funny thing about this offseason and this training camp is we've heard a lot about you know Patrick Mahomes and what he's been doing and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. It's been kind of quiet. I, I think people maybe forgot how good he is and the Chargers, how good they can be. The Chargers are a playoff team in the AFC without question. But if you look back at teams that made and missed the playoffs with that extra game now, Rod, the 17 regular season games, the margin for error is a game. So there's no, well, we can make up the game later. There's, it's, it, it's so tight, and there's so many good teams. And, I mean, the Colts missed by one game. They lost to the Jaguars in the last game of the season. They beat that game, and Carson Wentz plays a decent game, and they went during the postseason. That's how narrow it is. So if, if San Diego doesn't stumble, doesn't go into some sort of slump in the middle of the season and play consistent football, they're a playoff team. Whether or not they did go all the way, I don't know if our a listener from Winnipeg's dream is going to come true, but I think Justin Herbert's going to have a big year as well. You just said San Diego. That's five dollars oh. in the fine fund. <laughs> all sorry, right. sorry, Jimmy. Alex. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> it's all good. Appreciate it, man. Let's do it again soon. Enjoy the ball. Absolutely. Sorry, I just lost my microphone. Thanks, Rod. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Jim Clubber Lang. Hey, give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Lang Sports. He's the best NFL analyst. Look at him answering all those questions. And rapid fire. We got a sports update coming up, plus viewer takeover. You're watching the RP show live on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube. You can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's all good. I can handle it. It's the RP Show coming at you on this Tuesday. Daytime Sports Talk from South Florida. Want to remind you, as it being Tuesday, that means it's Taco Tuesday in the kitchen at River Cree Resort and Casino. Edmonton's entertainment leader. Try our 9.99 trio taco special from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. every Tuesday. Family-friendly dining. Hashtag Edmonton. Hashtag Y-E-G. Hashtag River Cree. And when they say Taco Trio, just so you know, because I've been there, one chicken, one beef, one fish. (sighs) 
Their fish tacos are the best I've ever had, and I'm not joking. Um, viewers, viewers, viewers. Jeff, the Stamps fan, I'm just reading this without proofreading it. He says, between the $500 free money and the return of Zellers, one would imagine the sales of sweatpants will skyrocket in Saskatchewan this holiday season. Ooh. I don't know what to say about that. Zellers coming back, Park? Did I miss that in the news? Zellers? Okay. I don't know what to say about that. So I'll go into a sports update. The Toronto Blue Jays open a three-game series with the Boston Red Sox at Fenway tonight. Righty Ross Stripling will be on the mound for Toronto, while Boston counters with Josh Winkowski. The Blue Jays are holding down the second American League wildcard spot, while the Red Sox are six games back and in last place in the American League East. Canada looks to bounce back today at the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, after suffering a 10-0 loss to Mexico on Monday. Canada, represented by Vancouver's Little Mountain All-Stars, faces the Caribbean entry from Willemstad today in a must-win game for both 2-1 and squads. Tom Brady returned to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday, ending what has been described as an 11-day prearranged break from training camp for personal reasons. The seven-time Super Bowl champion didn't address the media after practicing. Teammates and coach Todd Bowles said the 45-year-old quarterback was sharp throwing the ball and essentially took up where he left off when he left the team on August. Whoop. Whoa. Please don't address your set. I just kicked the camera. When he left the team on August 11th. We still good, Clark? We're still good, right? Receiver, receiver Brian Burnham was bummed out. When he learned Nathan Rourke's foot injury required immediate surgery, but the BC Lions veteran receiver insisted Monday that the star quarterback's absence won't sink the 8-1 football team. Canadian Michael O'Connor becomes the Lions' starting quarterback now. The 26-year-old Ottawa product will make his first CFL start this Friday night when the BC Lions host the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. This sports update for Dark Horse betting app bring the thrill of the track to your fingertips with woodbine's dark horse app its ai powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go download the app for free at playdarkhorse.com available for android and apple devices we're also brought to you by ballers rec room your official home of slow pitch open wednesday to sunday for the tab brew house and drive through liquor store and for red bull canada Red Bull gives you wings. Let's get the uh, viewer comments in here in the time we have left. I'm not certain if Moose will be back for overtime or not. And if he's not, we can all handle it. I just want to say this about Tom Brady. Ah, I'm caught in a pinch here. Just personally as a fan of Tom Brady versus being a reporter. It's like when you are in public life, you're not entitled to in any way a private life. And I don't like that. Um, so Tom left the Bucks for 11 days for personal reasons. We found out on the first day of his absence that it was pre-planned between he and Buccaneers management and the coaching staff. Then you got Antonio Brown calling out Tom, but who cares what Antonio thinks? But do you not think that if a guy wants an 11-day absence and says it's personal, it should be left to be personal, don't you think? That's just me. 
But that's as a Tom Brady fan. Like I'm not, it's, I remember there was a sports person who was found dead in his apartment years ago. And I texted his brother and I said, actually it was his brother-in-law. And I said, if you don't mind me asking, what did he die of? He said, why does it matter? I'm like, good point. None of my business. If Tom Brady can go away for 11 days, is it anybody's business? Really? If he doesn't want it to be? Eh, Dan is watching in Eden Prairie, Minnesota from Vikings training camp. Do you want to send us a picture, Dan? He writes in and he says, I can't drive past Cracker Barrel anymore without thinking about the RP show as the Cracker Barrel of sports talk. It's not the Cracker Barrel of sports talk. It's the Golden Corral of sports talk. Go to a Golden Corral. There's nothing wrong with Cracker Barrel, but that's not what we are. Regarding the fan hollowing out a hot dog at Yankee Stadium last night and using it as a straw for his beer, we are asking, uh, what's your favorite fan-slash-food moments in sports? Phil, watching in the chat, says, favorite food moment was the guy getting hit with a slice of pizza at Fenway years ago. How many years ago was it? I remember that. I remember the piece of pizza going flying in the air. Probably was over 10 years ago. It seems like yesterday. Two completely diametrically opposed viewpoints here. Rich in Edmonton says, if I take personal time away from work, it is between myself and management. Why should it be different in sports? See, that's what I think. And Jeff the Stams fan says, unfortunately for those as famous as Tom Brady, there is no privacy. Says who? Tom clearly thinks that he is deserving of his privacy, and I agree. But it just seems like everybody's gnawing and picking away at Tom and why he was away and doesn't want anybody to know. Personally, I think that's his right. We'll continue this and more. Okay, we've got some juicy topics here. When we come back in overtime for one final segment, sometimes it's always the best. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television. We're live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show continues and it is time for Overtime little shot of Robbie's down there in the Florida Keys. Oh, my favorite place in the world, the Florida Keys, as we bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont, with, again, a lot of topics on the table here today, Moose, and there's a little bit of a war erupted in the chat while you were gone. Uh, your guy, Dan, you know Dan, Ukraine at season, yes. Minnesota for some reason. Maybe you know why he's at Vikings training camp. I don't know why. And he said he drove by the Cracker Barrel, and it reminded him of our show, the Cracker Barrel of Sports Talk. Dan's usually on point, man, but he whiffed on this one. He blew this one. <laughs> Did he ever? It's the Golden Corral of Sports Talk. I mean, Cracker Barrel might be great. I don't know if I've ever been to a Cracker Barrel before, but I've been following Dan's social a little bit, and the trip looks great. He's down there in, in Wisconsin, and then into Minnesota, I think he was around, so... Um, the, the pictures look awesome, but yeah, it's that was a big swing and a miss. 
Yeah, sorry, Danny. But hit up a Golden Corral. It's, Cracker Barrel is, um, well, it's cheap, and it's for old people. That's not what the RP show is. Uh, Golden Corral is for everybody, and it's inexpensive, but also quality. That's the difference between uh, something you want to talk nice about and not so nice about. Inexpensive yes. versus cheap. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, Wilf, he watches every day, and I love him. I love me some Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba. He says, hi, Rod. Great show. As a Ryder fan, they have two receivers back. Is Dan Clark ready? Looking for a win. I don't know, brah, and I apologize. I could see why people would think that I'm still the guy for Ryder information because I did break the story yesterday that Cody Fajardo is going to start at quarterback, but I'm not there. And I just got the text message from within Mosaic Stadium that Cody's going to start. And I appreciate the person who sent me that, but I, don't, I didn't get an update on Dan Clark because I'm not there every day. So I don't know the answer to that. But more importantly, from Jennifer at the Four Seasons, which sponsors overtime, your home for the UFC and the National Football League, Jennifer says the Brady info will get leaked eventually. And that's where I want your take on this. How much privacy is Tom Edward Brady entitled to, Darren, in your opinion, on this? <sighs> However much he can, he can get. But, I mean, he's a professional athlete. And so you're, you're instantly not going to have a certain amount of privacy. And, I'm, and, I, and I think that comes with the territory. You know, when people go to work in the mine or they go work on big power lines, there's a little danger pay included in their contract, right? It's a little bump for the danger they, they, they have in their jobs. And athletes, movie stars, celebrities get paid a little more because there are things that go along with the job that aren't so nice, like having your, your privacy invaded and not having a lot of that personal space. So you get compensated financially for that. And if you want to have a private life, you won't play in the National Football League. You can't have it both ways. You really can't. But, you know, there was some rumors around um, the tampering around the Miami Dolphins and Tom Brady and the ownership and all of that back when he was with the Patriots and that this might be um, part of that, that the league said, look, we don't want to, we're not going to publicly suspend you for this, but if you take 10 days off camp and do this, this is what we're going to do, right? And you can spin it any way that you want to. That's just a rumor. Um, again, we may or may not find out, but Tom can come to the podium every day and say, personal reasons, took it off and I'm back. And he can continue to say that. And if we never find out why he left and why he wasn't in camp, then good on Tom for keeping it under wraps and good on everybody for keeping it quiet. We're not entitled to that information at all, but it may come out and that's just part of the job. Well, uh, I'm that guy that will defend Tom Brady to the end. I'm that guy that will defend Cody Fajardo to the end, and you're similar to that. Um, why I think that's bunk is if they were to suspend Tom Brady for anything, you don't suspend somebody in training camp. Look at Deshaun Watson. He's practicing and playing with the Cleveland Browns in the preseason. His suspension doesn't kick in until the regular season. To tell yeah. Tom Brady at 45 years of age, you need to miss 11 days of training camp, that's a punishment? I don't think so. That's a reward for TB12. So um, anyways, uh, uh, the chat dropped for a minute, but now it's back. I'm just going to leave that away because I'm just going to finish the show with Darren here right now. And you'll have to apologize. Uh, pardon me. I dropped my pen. I have it back now. Um, and my mind is racing on, 
a lot of things there. Katie Lang famously said, the Canadian country star, if you have to pick between rich and famous, it's a lot better to be rich than famous. Because I guess I've had a public life, but I've never, I've never been paid more for having a public life. I swear, when I was voice of the Rough Riders and the things that came along with that job, I'm like, I don't get paid enough for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. I will say this. I've mentioned this is now the third time on my show. My advisors, whom you know who they are, some of which are in South Florida, they're like, you've had to go through some incredibly difficult things in life publicly. And your reward for that is it's made you incredibly strong. And now the rewards are coming with regards to what you had to go through on a public stage. So that's cool. I'm like, okay, I'd rather have that uh, than be paid for it at the time. Um, Back to the public, uh, sorry, back to the CFL thing. Very honored to have been asked to go on the BC Lions podcast later on today. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. This playoff thing, we're going to go off air with it romping to victory that there will that there should be a playoff format change in the Canadian Football League Darren what do we got to do to make that happen um we got to continue to have the conversations continue to talk about it continue to build momentum and if you can find a way to make sure that there's still going to be a couple of teams from the east in the playoffs even if they're not hosting i think you've got a real win-win scenario yeah well that's the thing um you're looking at the CFL tall foreheads and decision makers going we don't want to change. You know, we talked about the nine rule changes earlier on in the show, so maybe they are willing to. We'll kick this around for the rest of the week. Thanks, Moose. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Rest of you, noon Eastern here on Game Plus. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.